Welcome everyone to Breaking Big Blue. I'm your host, Jordan Ron on ESPN, ESPN.com, Giants reporter. And we're here with the GM search episode, right? We're in the middle of the GM search for the Giants. There's three finalists as I stand here and speak late on Wednesday afternoon. There may be another one or two that enter the mix. But I think for the most part, we know where this is headed. Finally, at least, um, you should at least appreciate the integrity of the search way more than last time when we all know that was a, a fraud of a search by the Giants. They interviewed Dave Gettleman, Kevin Abrams, Mark Ross, all basically interior candidates essentially because, you know, Gettleman had worked there forever. And then Lewis Riddick and boom, 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 one, two, three. Before the season was even over, Dave Gettleman is hired. So the bar right here is really low. So essentially anyone that, whoever they hire here, by the way, all three impressive candidates, going to be a massive upgrade. Now, real quick, what we're going to do here, we'll go over, I'll just dump everything out that I know so far on the GM search, the head coaches, uh, where the Giants stand at this point. Do a real quick podcast here. Answer a couple of your questions, and then we'll move on. And hopefully when they hire a new GM, I'll pop on and I'll have a good guest and we'll move forward from there. But in the meantime, we're sort of in wait-and-see mode. I thought this was a good opportunity. We have at least probably another day so this doesn't get stale and old real quick until the Giants make a hire. Adam Peter is is scheduled for Thursday, so I don't think the Giants are going to hire anyone before Thursday afternoon. But here's the thing with the the search here. The Giants are going to move relatively quickly. And I've heard from multiple people that this is expected to be done by the weekend or, or sometime by the weekend, maybe even before the weekend. Now, a wrinkle that goes into it is they kind of have to, if they want to interview some of the ca- uh, head coaching candidates from the teams that are still playing, if they want to interview those guys before this, they have to interview them before this weekend. Otherwise, if those teams are still playing, they might have to wait until after the Super Bowl. So let's just say Joe Shane gets hired. Hypothetical, complete hypothetical. And he wants to interview Brian Dable, the offensive coordinator in Buffalo, which is a combination that is legit. And you hear uh, brought up and, and Dable, from what I hear, that would likely be his first choice would be to be landing with the Giants. Did O'Brien Flores. So you have two guys there, there who it appears that their first choices are the Giants, which is. Good news for the Giants and these GMs, whoever might be hired. But anyway, you want to interview Dable. Hypothetical. You kind of have to do it before Saturday. Like, they play on Sunday. To ask him to interview the day before a game, that's that's tough. That, I don't know. That, that That's kind of, to me, would be kind of crappy. So if you want to interview him, you probably kind of have to interview him Friday night. right? Otherwise, what if they win? What if they beat the Chiefs? Then, to me, they're going to be in the Super Bowl. That's the AFC championship game in my mind, Bills Chiefs. And then what? You can't interview him for almost a month. So, I mean, you're going to hold up your entire GM uh, coaching search for a month without talking to, you know, Brian Dable because you can't take the risk. What if you, you, you can't settle on a candidate before you even interview him? Like, that's not realistic, in my opinion. So, this is going to move rather quickly. We're taping this on Wednesday afternoon. The three GM search finalists. Are Joe Shane, who's the Buffalo Bills assistant GM, Ryan Poles, a high-ranking executive with the Kansas City Chiefs, Young, and Adam Peters, who's the assistant general manager of the San Francisco 49ers. So let me tell you real quick. I've talked to a bunch of people around the league, you know, within organizations, uh, former 
personnel executives, coaches. And I've heard a lot of good feedback from the, the, the guys that the Giants have on this list. That they, they interviewed nine, all from winning teams, nine candidates. Right now, the finalist list is down to those three with the potential for one more. But the way I perceive it, and from what I've heard so far, it seems to me I've heard the most about Shane in polls, and I heard Peters was kind of like the third guy that, that might get on this finals list. So to me, it's probably, if I had to tier them, I would put, and this is based off just strictly what I heard. I, obviously, I wasn't in the interviews, and who knows what happens when they go in there for a second interview. That Shane and polls were kind of the two main candidates. Peters was on that second tier, and maybe Hortiz and other, other candidates, whoever impressed them, I'm not really sure. We're on that on that third tier. So to me, the most what I've heard the most is Joe Shane and Ryan Poles. Those are the two names I've heard the most. Just turns it so as it turns out, those are the two that went first and second in the order, and they're the first two to get second interviews. So the good news is, and I know Giants fans will like this, is from what I've heard, the Giants are open to pretty much everything, which means. The new general manager is going to have a sort of carte blanche. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to just come in and fire uh, Chris Maher. That's not realistic, okay? Not going to fire Tim McDonald. They're, they're family members of the Maher. But it does mean that the Giants' new general manager is going to be able to make massive changes to the structure of the organization, the way it's always been separated, church and state, personnel, and coaching staff. That is almost certain to change. Their institution, in the way they institute analytics, the way they modernize pretty much everything. The GM has carte blanche on that. And sh- the way they want to shape the organization, where the, the coaching staff and, the, G- and the, the personnel are basically going to be one big unit, in a way. I, I, I believe that's the way that a lot of these candidates and a lot of teams around the league prefer to do it these days. And I think that's sort of the likelihood of where this Giants organization is heading. And just the general integrity of the search should make you feel better, right? If you're a Giant fan and you watch the sham of a search that they had last time, we know Dave Gettleman, Kevin Abrams, and Mark Ross, all essentially in-house candidates because Gettleman had been with the organization for years before he went to Carolina and got fired. And then Lewis Riddick. And the next thing you know, Gettleman's hire. Boom, boom, boom. Before that season had even ended. So we're talking about late late December. But this time, the integrity of the search should make you feel better about the Giants being open-minded. And then the candidates that are here, the final three that we know as I sit here on Wednesday, maybe, like I said, there might be one or two more. But I still think these are the three. Like, If the likelihood is that Shane Poles and Peters, the the GM is going to come from that group. And that's a positive because I'm getting thumbs up from a lot of people on those guys. I mean, Adam Peters, look at look at his resume. Just impressive from top to bottom. Helped build multiple teams. Worked in multiple areas. Ditto Joe Shane, right? A really well-rounded resume. And Ryan Poles, really smart, young, uh, operates in a, a modern New organization. He was in the GM mix last year, I believe, in Carolina. So a guy who's pretty well respected around the league already and is going to bring new, fresh ideas to this Giants organization. And God knows they desperately 
need new fresh ideas. Now the 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 connections to coaches. Yes, Joe Shane and Brian Dabo, that's real. Brian Flores, I kind of expect him to get an interview, and I'll have a, a, a story on the head coaches running in the next few days. Brian Dable, I mean, uh, Brian Flores is a guy that's well-respected by the Giants. He has connections to a bunch of these candidates. So, you know, Ryan Poles and Brian Flores are both BC guys. Adam Peters worked in New England with Brian Flores there at the same time. So there's a really good shot. Then no matter who the candidate is, and it's almost an expectation from people around the league, it is an expectation from some people around the league that I spoke to, that Brian Flores is going to get an interview no matter who ends up as the general manager here. And people in the organization, ownership, front office that are there with the Giants think pretty highly of Brian Flores. Now, it doesn't mean he's getting the job, but the fact that, from what I hear, the Giants are their first, his first choice. He's a New York guy, has the personality that they think could probably handle what comes with being in New York. You know, the head coach of the New York Giants. That's big. Brian Dable, too, from what I hear. First choice, New York Giants. So there's a lot of good things going that seem to be going on here. Let's see how it plays out. Could go in a lot of different ways. But there's a lot of reasons right now to be optimistic. Also, I'll, in that story I'll have about the head coaching candidates, you'll, you'll see little tidbits about uh, Pat Graham, who they, the Giants still think highly of. Uh, Doug Peterson, a name that I wouldn't completely discount. Aaron Glenn, maybe even um, Jim Caldwell. So a lot of options for the Giants coming up here. And the good news on that end is that the GM search is going to be driven. I'm sorry, but the head coaching search is going to be driven by the GM, which is, to be quite frank, a big change from the way the Giants have operated in the past where the perception that I've received is that John Mara and even Steve Tisch to some degree drove the head coaching interviews in the past. No, no, no. Not this time around. The new GM, who's been given carte blanche to make changes in this organization, is the one who's going to be driving that head coaching search. So we'll see, once they get hired, we'll, whoever that person is, we'll dig more into uh, maybe what they're looking for in a head coach, and we'll come up with uh, more details about the direction that they might go. But that seems to be right now where everything stands on the Giants GM and coaching search. The dawn of a new day in East Rutherford. It has come upon us, ladies and gentlemen, and it's going to be with a new general manager who is about as big an upgrade as humanly possible from the king of wrong decisions Dave Gettleman, who has made a mess and a mockery of this Giants organization. Maybe it's Joe Shane from the Buffalo Bills who comes and saves the day. Or Ryan Poles, smart, young, good personnel, mind, quality, uh, assertive leader. Or Adam Peters, just a well-rounded candidate who's worked on all ends, has Help turn that guide John Lynch, a first-time GM. You know, John Lynch, remember, he comes from the broadcast booth. They pair Adam Peters with him in San Francisco. They build a Super Bowl team and a tough playoff competitor together. And you don't think Adam Peters had a big say in that? You don't think Adam Peters was a big part of a lot of those personnel decisions that were made in San Francisco over the last few years? That's 
the likelihood of what the New York Giants are going to have as their new general manager in just hours from whenever this publishes. And with that being said, on to the next one. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ah, yes. It's time for your favorite part of this podcast. It's the time where I answer all your deepest, darkest Giants questions in Giants After Dark. We got a quick five spot here today. We're going uh, Instagram style. We have question number one. We'll go Max Ikes. Ix. Ickis. I don't know how to pronounce your name, Max. I'm sorry. Uh, hey, Jordan, what does the timeline look like if the Giants are ready to hire a GM before their team is out? Will we get word of a verbal commitment or do the Giants have to wait until the Bills Chiefs are out to lock down their guy? Right. And you're talking about, OK, let's say Joe Shane, the Giants want to hire him. Can they hire him? Or do they have to wait until the Bills are done? Now, my understanding is because he's not game planning. He's not involved in the day to day of, uh, you know, getting ready for the games that the Giants can hire him and that the Bills would likely just, you know, let him out. They know that he's going for a GM job and they can operate without him in the meantime because the key personnel decisions aren't really being made right now. There's a you know, few little maybe, you know, decisions that need to be made. But my understanding is the Giants would be able to hire Joe Shane and then get moving and, and busy working here in these next couple days all right jared cole question number two he asked me a bunch uh, about uh joe shane and the bills and says, do you think they're hiring do you think the giants hire gm tomorrow he asked this question on tuesday so he's asking if they had hi- would hire gm as of today so now technically they needed they needed to interview after they had multiple minority candidates virtually they needed to have at least one minority candidate come in and visit and interview in person. Now, Ryan Poles, once he's there, the Giants technically can make a hire. Now, I believe they will go till at least Thursday afternoon when they meet with Adam Peters, because that is already scheduled. So the fact that they have that scheduled means, all right, the likelihood is Thursday evening, probably the earliest that we have a GM hiring. I would expect one almost by Friday afternoon. So that is something I think is a realistic timeline here. It's going to move pretty quick at this point. And uh, that seems like the likelihood. Question number three, Ronnie Yo says, Jordan, I understand the GM search is still ongoing, let alone the coach, but depending on who they choose, the philosophical differences between Gettleman and the next GM coach could have huge implications on valued player skill set. Major example would be possibly switching back to a 4-3. Do you see some players being expendable just from a scheme fit the new GM slash coach prioritize? Ronnie, 
Absolutely. I think everyone's on notice. When you have a complete overhaul, a clean slate, as John Mara said, when you have that, the potential to clean house and obliterate the roster is absolutely on the table. So if the Giants decide they're going to go to a 4-3, like does Lorenzo Carter, who granted he's a free agent, does he fit them anymore? Does Ellerson Smith now fit really necessarily what the Giants are trying to do? All those things are on board, and, and I'm just focusing, like you said, on the 4-3-3-4 on the three, three, stuff too. But yeah, absolutely. Now here's the thing. And Joe Shane did it with uh, Brandon Bean when they got the Buffalo. That first year, a lot of times, is sort of a big evaluation year. So the cleaning house of players to fit your scheme is usually a multi-year process. So it'll probably take two full years to be able to do that. Because you, you can't just overload, overhaul everybody in year one. It's just not really possible. You don't have enough players. The Giants don't have enough money in free agency. Like, how are they going to fill out their roster? So year one is going to be a huge evaluation year pretty much no matter who comes in here. And that's why, to me, it almost makes sense to have that evaluation year and just roll with Daniel Jones. And then you could position yourself nicely the following year at the quarterback position. Question number four, E. Parker Pictures says, Good morning, Jordan. I have a couple questions regarding our coaching staff. Namely, our Kitchens and Graham, that's Freddie Kitchens and Patrick Graham, still technically the coordinators. If so, what are they doing right now? Like, does the thought of their impending firings make them less effective. Also, is there any chance that Graham comes back as the DC? Thanks for your time and appreciate all the work content you do. Parker. All right. Appreciate it, Parker. My understanding seems to be Patrick Graham got a new deal last year. So as long as he put, he signed that contract, he's still a member of the Giants. Now, the organization knows when there's a massive overhaul like this, they're not going to stop you from going to look at other jobs because what happens if the new coach comes in and doesn't want you? So everyone's kind of free to go about their own way right now. And that's why you see guys like uh, special teams coordinator pa- uh, Thomas McGahey. He's already interviewing elsewhere. Some other guys were already planning to leave. Sean Spencer, the defensive line coach, he's gone. He's down in Florida. Rob Sale, the offensive line coach, he's gone. He's down in Florida. Uh, those kind of were moves that were in the mix anyway. But most of these guys, I know like, you know, Jerry Shaplinsky, the quarterback coach, he's still under contract. Freddie Kitchens. I'm not sure if Freddie signed his deal, so he may technically not be under contract, but the Giants right now, their assistant coaches, for the most part, are under contract, but they're looking elsewhere and and at least assessing their options at this time. So uh, next is Nicholas Runkle, question number five, the fifth and final question. And he says, all right, he asked the first question. I'm going to, I'm going to, we'll pass the first question because it's on kind of the Joe Judge and when it went wrong. We're going to, you know, move forward here. He says, can we assume Brian Flores and Deshaun Watson are pretty much linked at this point? I would like to say Flores is on a short list of head coaches. The ownership owners like, aside from the new GM, whoever they may, may eventually be. Second question is if Brian Flores gets an interview, which he most likely will, which I agree with that. Does Deshaun Watson's name get brought up and discussed in that interview? Okay. So, Nicholas, appreciate the question. Of course his name will get brought up, right? Why wouldn't you bring it up? See where everybody stands on it. Now, knowing the conservative nature of Giants ownership, I would be really surprised if that's a move that they want to make. Stunned, actually. 
I really, it would take a lot of convincing. But you do have a new GM and a new head coach that will eventually be in place. Maybe they can convince. Maybe there's enough out there. Well, remember, there's a lot beneath the surface of the Deshaun Watson stuff that will make any organization hesitate. So there's a lot of questions there that need to be answered. But I think it'll be a, a topic that's definitely discussed. And I don't think, and you say, you know, Brian Flores and Deshaun Watson are linked. I don't think that's a non-negotiable world. I was like, Brian Flores is only going to whatever team if Deshaun Watson comes with him. I really don't. That impression I got from talking to people, that was not it. It was not that that is the only way that you can land Brian Flores. So I think maybe it would be his preference, but maybe the new GM, maybe Giants ownership and the new coach have another alternative option that entices Brian Flores, that makes him feel comfortable that this organization is headed in the right way and he ultimately could be successful. Because it's pretty well documented at this point that one of the problems with Brian Flores had in Miami was he wasn't really completely sold on Tua and that he would want a quarterback situation that makes him feel comfortable going forward. And I don't disagree with that because while I think you could win games with Tua, do we really view Tua as a guy that's going to be lead you to multiple Super Bowls? It's kind of like the same way you, I would probably feel about Daniel Jones if he had a better team around him. Like, he's not a bad starter. He'd probably be a quality starter. But is he good enough where I really feel like he's the guy that's going to get me to multiple Super Bowls? I don't know. So how, do you, how does Brian Flores feel comfortable about the QB situation in New York if Deshaun Watson's not part of it? That'll be a big part of the discussion, I believe, if he does and get an interview, which I kind of, which I expect him to get an interview. So that's the five spot of questions. Appreciate everybody. I'll try to get to, you know, people have been bombarding me with this, you know, same stuff. Like, are they hiring the GM? Who are they hiring? Tell me, Jordan. I mean, like you're DMing me. Like, like I'm just going to, after not reporting anything, I'm just going to tell them on DM who the Giants are hiring and when. But I decided not to report it. Okay. Maybe that's, Maybe that's not going to happen, guys. But I appreciate all your questions. I really do. On to the next one. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Okay, let's just wrap up here. I told you this was going to be a quick episode, so I don't want to get too long. 
We'll probably have to come back and bring you a new Breaking Big Blue soon enough because there'll be a new GM. And then after that, there'll be a new head coach. So depending on who new GM is, I'll try to get a good guest on the next uh, Breaking Big Blue, which should be within the next week, no doubt. I mean, if they hire someone on Friday, Saturday, I'll, pro- I'll probably try to bang out an episode early next week. So look for it there. As always, like, subscribe, tell your friends, uh, send me questions, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Email is always a strong option. Uh, TikTok, you know where to find me. You're listening to Breaking Big Blue. I'm your host, Jordan Ronan. See you next time. <laughs>